We all have big dreams, making our fantasy lifestyles our reality. Meanwhile, we watch others seemingly make it happen. I'm Rachel Denson, a farm girl turned mortgage guru, moonlighting as your self-help cheerleader. Together, we'll pull back the curtain with intentional conversations and discover how you get there. We are really doing it, Morgan. Can you believe it? I can't. Like a year and a half later. I know. It was, it's not been a year and a half. It's been like a year. Because I didn't year. even okay. get this office until November. So it's really That's been right. less That's than a right. year. Yeah, less than a year. Got it. But we talked about this when I came to your house, though, at the lake. Oh, my gosh, we did. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I have so been talking probably... about this for like three years. So Okay, so see, yeah, it probably is closer to that. It has been a long, it's been a slow burn. But I feel like today I felt like a kid on Christmas morning. Like all day I've been like trying to focus on, my, you know, my real job. <laughs> and I've been just been like, oh my gosh, I'm so giddy. But I, I'm not just, I'm, I'm going to not bury the lead for our listeners of this is my very first episode. And I right. think that's part of the excitement that, of this. So I'm not even going to try to act like it's not, you know. Hey, whatever. So if you're listening to this episode five, whatever, this is still the legit inaugural episode one. So welcome to how you get there. I'm excited to be your first guest. I am so glad it worked out this way too. I asked a few people all at once and just was going to like, let it all shake out how it was and not overthink like the first recording, but you couldn't be a better fit. And I really no, asked anybody, the people I asked, I was like thinking I would be comfortable with any of these people having to, you know, bear with me through this first right. recording. So, right. Okay. So welcome to how you get there. I'm so glad to have you on the podcast. You have heard a little bit about the idea, but just to kind of do a debrief for our listeners is how you get there is all the heart behind how you get there is we see all this stuff happening in other people's lives. And we see people, especially when it seems like somebody is swimming upstream or making something happen that you know, a lot of people think about making happen, but don't. And I'm done just wondering, and I'm going to ask questions that may not be um, dinner conversation, but that I want to dig into and, and bring up. And, you know, by dinner conversation, I just mean, it just may not be that like you organically get there or like right. some people feel awkward. I don't. That's why I guess why I'm here <laughs> to be like, Morgan, how did you go from being a full-time teacher to an influencer and interior designer and entrepreneur. And, you know, this sounds like something I would love to do. How did you make it happen? How did you get there? And that's really the heart behind it. I'm all for it. Are you wanting me to answer this right now? Or are we going to do this? Are you going to go into it now? No, I, well, that's what I was going to get to next. I didn't, I didn't want to uh, talk too much. I, that's my biggest concern. As I'm such a talker, I'm like, Rachel, listen to your guest. Well, I told you when you first texted me our time slot, I was like, ah, okay, we're both talkers. So this is probably not yes, good for but what I, the, the heart behind, I feel like I've got two buckets that I'm going to be doing on how you get there. One bucket is going to be a very interview style. And then another bucket is going to be more of a co-host. Let somebody talk through all of like my season, my segments with me and just kind of be along for the natural ride of like, where does the conversation lead? And that's why you're going to have to come back because we're not going to get to that today because you're exactly right. Your interview is going right. to take up the entire right. time. So Morgan, just to <laughs> exactly. give everybody a little bit of a backstory, I'm going to just give them an update about who, who is Morgan Carter? Cause I forget that, you know, not everybody has known you since middle school like me. And then I've got some questions for you because, and I really do think they're going to take up the majority of our time. So okay, <laughs> Morgan took medical leave from her t position as a full-time teacher back in 2019. And then everybody know what happened, knows what ha happened from there. COVID hit in 2020, everything got shut down. And then Morgan got pregnant and was on maternity leave. And that all serendipitously led her to realize, do I really want to go back to nine to five? And so she intentionally started thinking and came up with her business of orderly endeavors. She's now got 
is it 25,000? Is it 80,000 followers on Instagram and TikTok? 80 on Instagram, 25-ish on TikTok. So TikTok. Okay, gotcha. And she has now already gone through a rebranding and where she's really leaning into being an interior decorator, designer. Even She's even helping somebody build a whole dang house. So <laughs> we have a lot of questions for her about how exactly did she get there outside of what we see from her online. I think you you covered the short suite of it right then. So one of the biggest things I think of, you come from a similar path that I do of the fact that both of our mothers are very passionate <laughs> about our success. Yes, that would be an understatement. Yes. Yes, understatement of the year. So you need to have both of them on here. Let's be honest. <laughs> I don't know if the world could handle that. No, actually, yeah, we probably need to keep that to us, I think. So yes, yes, cherish time. No, and and what I wrote in my notes is like your mom is like famous in the world of teachers. So one of the first things that I think of that I have thought about and have never asked you, but because like I said, it does it's a little personal. We're just chopping into the middle of the onion is was right. it terrifying to admit to your mom like, hey, I actually don't want to be a teacher because you were like me with ag. Like I wanted to be in agriculture all through high school. Right. You had no doubt in my mind. You knew you were going to be a teacher. And to abandon that, was that scary? And was it hard to get your loved ones on board? I think going back to that little intro you put, kind of going back to 2019, I took a medical leave due to Lyme disease, which that's a whole other issue. But I think it eased into, you know, everybody was off. And I think it that to me, instead of just cold turkey one day being like, hey, I've been teaching full time and tomorrow I'm quitting. Instead, it was, you know, for a year and a half, I had not seen a normal nine to five. And so I think I planting seeds here and there of do I want to go back? Do I not? Definitely soften the blow. But I also think with my mom and you know this from being in her classroom, such a business oriented woman herself, I think coming to her with, hey, not only am I going to quit, so let's not have a heart attack on that, right? Just yet, okay? I have a whole business plan that me and my husband have been cooking up behind the scenes. And that's, I laid that out to her and she was automatically on board. I think she was honestly very proud of that. I mean, I thought I was going to be a teacher from, seriously, kindergarten on. And I do love it. I do not ever want to hate on, I always say this, I don't want to hate on teaching the education system because if you want my opinion, teachers should be held to the highest of highest of what they do. I mean, they are rock stars. But for me personally, after I had my own child, I needed more flexibility. I didn't want that sitting in a room for eight hours. I wanted, hey, I can do a lot more in these eight hours than what I've been doing. Right. And so I think, like I said, that time of a year and a half of not being in the nine to five world gave me a lot of time to kind of soften the blow and form an alternative plan. Was it weird like through, I know, like through the organic um, initial like inception of your ideas, was it hard to like only talk about those with Wade? Wade's her husband, by the way. Um, like, because, you know, I know it is easier to come to somebody with a full plan. Right. But it's like, I, I don't know if you're similar to me of, I need to get my out of my own yes. head yes, way sooner than before I have a full plan together. Right. Exactly. So, and I, and I, that was another tricky, you don't, you don't want to just tell people while you're hired at a full-time job. Hey, by the way, I, I'm thinking of forming a business plan. So I may or may not be quitting. It may fail. I may, I don't know. So for the most part, I just kept that to ourselves, but also I think I lucked out in the maternity crutch. I could really lean on, Hey, cause also, I extended my, my maternity leave not once, but twice. I came back to my boss two separate times. It was like, I am not ready to go back. And luckily, I worked for a wonderful administration who was very family oriented and backed me on that. How long did you end up being on maternity leave then? Uh, 14 weeks. So the original six, I took it to 14. That is so admirable, though, of like advocating for yourself, because I think that there, you know, that's a lesson, too, of people and i know i'm this way rule follower rachel yeah, is like absolutely. what i like to say and <laughs> yeah. knowing that like there may be some flexibility that if you just ask right right you know and, and, people and, are afraid to ask right exactly and that's kind of what it came down to with quitting 
what's the worst thing's going to happen? My job could fail. We could financially be in distress. Yeah, that could be probably, you know, bad. But I just could not live with the, if I don't just take this next step, at least try. I didn't want to get 20 years into my teaching career and be like, dang, why did I not year five just go for that dream I'm having? Because year you know? 20, it gets harder. I mean, yeah, because exactly. at that point, you've got like a lot of pension yeah, and all that exactly. stuff. Exactly. So I was like, you know what? While I'm only five years in, this would be the time to do it. And I just had to just go in cold turkey and just, it was, it was not easy. I will say that. It was not easy. So the seed didn't really get planted and then made you want to leave. You more so were like, I can't do this. So right. I got to figure out what right. I want to do. Exactly. And I think you are a girl boss as well. And you'll understand this. <laughs> I did it. I, at first I really did think I could do the whole stay at home mom thing completely. But then I got to thinking, I don't want to put that financial responsibility solely on my husband. But then for me, I needed personal growth. And so I was like, right. I want to contribute somehow. So I, when I tell you, I hate to use the word literally, but literally wrote out a things that I'm good at down to like, I can fold laundry very well. And sure enough, it came to, I'm really good around the house and I could do this for other people. I could help organize other people's homes and therefore the idea was born and it just kind of that's how it got rolling and then i like i said then we started brainstorming a whole plan um i did tons of research bought courses all while i was on maternity leave preparing for this exit and this is like when you did tons of research on courses at mm -hmm. this point were you thinking i'm doing research on how to run a business or i'm doing research on like organ organization companies or I'm doing business on like being a social media person because but, I'm curious if like the social media thing was in your mind no, or if it just kind of evolved itself and so I'm just curious where did you start your research no it was all organization I knew I wanted to pinpoint and nobody really in the area there was a couple ladies who did it but not in terms of an actual full business in our area and so I knew I wanted to hone in on one thing so I looked at tons of business models from other organization businesses but they were all in huge cities they were all home edit out of Nashville I was gonna say yeah. so did you find these people on the Google mostly or Instagram you know like you would just search and then I would dig and a lot of them sell their own courses or they have so you started as the consumer that you end up serving now exactly which exactly. is really cool so the social media thing that was birthed a year maybe it'd be in a year and a half later, all by accident in promoting my own business services. So no, social media, that was definitely not. Does it still blow your mind that you're an actual influencer? I would not call myself that by any means. I'm very flattered <laughs> that you're calling me that. I definitely send out some good Amazon links and stuff here and there, but no, the following definitely has been a big, tremendous help to my business. Absolutely. Why then what do you define as an influencer? I don't know. I mean, I get, and I think here's another thing. And I mean, you've talked about this before. I think because my numbers grew substantially very fast, people were like, oh, once you're in the 80 Ks, you know, collective hundred K followers, you must be an influencer. But truthfully, back when I had 3000 followers, it was still more of an intimate, the those 3000 that followed me, I felt like we almost had a more closer relationship than how the numbers, even as they have grown. So did your 3000 that were like intimate, has that group grown to where you've got like 5,000 or 10,000 that you feel that connected with? Yeah, I definitely think, oh, it's definitely tripled, I would say. I would say out of that percentage that actually follows you, because here's one, this is a side note, and I'm going off here. With social media, you have one viral video, and I had about two or three just randomly hit back to back out of nowhere. You grow this huge following super fast. They're following that one video. They don't really know you yet. So you have to cultivate. So the, the you know, the OGs from day one, those are the ones that I feel like, do you have like a name for them? No, I don't. I don't really. Maybe maybe one day if I get big enough, I can. <laughs> but no, not right now. And honestly, and a lot of those people were local, which that was what I mean by that, because that's who was giving me business at the time. Right. I mean, and that's who you want right. anyways. Right. Exactly. Because followers don't feed your family. So, I mean, they no, make you exactly. feel good. But And I mean, right. like 
I'm not anywhere near what you're doing online, but I do already see that it's like, I've got like 20 or so people and they're not even necessarily like personal friends. Well, they became personal friends. Like they right, feel like personal exactly. friends, but they weren't my personal friends in real life that were just like throwing me a bone and talking to me online. Like right, genuinely right. they're people that I've cultivated relationships with right. just through social media because right. they talk back to me. Right. And so right. I was just curious if it was like that group grows. It does. And I think it is. And there's several people who. Those are the people that you love though. Exactly. And those are the people that like my posts that appreciate, you know, hey. Buy you know, your like, uh, pages. Buy my stuff. Yes, exactly. And stuff like that. So the numbers, I definitely, and I know this sounds cheesy. It's the uh, quality, not the quantity I have learned. And this is what I, this is a perfect segue into another note that I made was like, I am here and I'm loving the micro influencer. Like since we talked, cause we talked last year and you called it and it was already happening, but it's really neat. And I think this goes to, from what you said, from the word go, if you are wanting to do something like this, you have got to be a student of the game. You have yep, got exactly. to become a student and like, I will never forget. This is so funny too, because it was your mom mm -hmm. that told me this. I vividly remember listening to your mom sitting in business class and she was talking about this lady that we all know. We all went church realm together and she was a kidney nurse and she remembered she would say she was sitting at the baseball games and she would look over and this woman was reading these kidney magazines and she was just so into it it's like she was such a student and took right. her free time to invest in her education and what she was passionate about and that is still i mean you know 10 years later stuck with me about right. That is personally what I think what I, I didn't, couldn't pinpoint it and actually say those words up until like the last probably year. But it's like, that's what I've always been after. That's what I've right. been chasing. Like I've wanted to be so passionate about something that I was a student of the industry yes. and like, and I, and I'm lucky Wanting that I have learn. that. Yes. And I'm so lucky that I have found that in mortgage as well as like the passion project that is like building just a more of a holistic personal brand of like all right. of what I'm about and how to serve. But because like our conversation, we talked about consumers are shifting away from listening to these people that got famous on one hit wonders for yep. reality TV or whatever. And that are just like giving a day by day, like play by play right of their life and are just like only thing they're talking about are things with a download link yes themselves yep. and then anything that they're promoting that is like they're you know they're getting a kickback of and you told me you said people or consumers are figuring this out and they want to know what can you give them what is the value right. that you can give them and i right. think that it's just it's really cool to see that because you're we're a student of the game you called it when like it was true then and now it's like like really true now. Right, right, right. And micro influencers are where it's at. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think, and nothing against the people who have grown their brands because I think it's really neat that you can, you can be famous these days without being famous. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, influencers are Danny Austin, Kim Kardashian. I mean, like, hello, like they're, you know, who would have ever thought, but I'm just saying influencers. Kim they Kardashian, are the OG influencer, truly. Exactly. I mean, Seriously. Really, Miss Kardashian. What's her name? Chris? Jenner. Chris Jenner is the mama. Yes. Oh, yes. Her. Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. First name, Chris. Yes. She is a genius. I mean, she, she is, is the yes. one that started making living be, yes. a, be a living. Yes, exactly. And we can go on all day about the Kardashians. I am a faithful fan since 08. So I, I'm, <laughs> I remember I'm all that warm. now, yes, yes. which is so funny to me because you were like about as straight laced as that. <laughs> oh, I know. I, my parents used to call them the Kardashians. Yes, I know. But I love them. I'm so invested in their life. I'm so my sure funny, dad all upset some prayers from you yes. for you over that. Yes. <laughs> So bringing this back around, you know, somebody like Kim Kardashian, I do care what she posts every day because I'm obsessed with Kim Kardashian. However, not very many people are obsessed with Morgan Carter, but Morgan Carter may give you a tip on how to better keep your house. So why they don't care right. that I went and posted a cute coffee shop picture this morning, but they do care about 
X, Y, Z that I can maybe give them a tip. And that's what I learned, not just posting my services. I started thinking, what if I show them some of the behind the scenes of this organizing or, hey, here's a decor right. tip. Here's a tip on how to hang a picture frame. And then sure enough, those are the videos that went viral. And that's what got me these followers. Then I was able to start posting more of, hey, here's an Amazon link to this. And after I'd already kind of gained that following, they're suddenly buying that Amazon link. And hey, Morgan's suddenly making quite a bit of money off Amazon every month, you know? And so it kind of grew from there. Well, and I think it goes back to like, I never have any problem with using Amazon links for people that have helped me found something, find right, something right. on Amazon that I exactly. never would have found exactly. for myself. Right. And the exactly. other thing is too, is like, it's crazy to me that so many people like it has evolved and the, and what these micro influencers have grown just by being them. Like they didn't have to go on this reality show and get this like right. one minute of fame to get all these followers to then do this. Like they've always had to be bringing value to their consumers to right, right. be like growing it organically. And there's some data about like how much brands are investing in micro influencers because of what you said. They exactly. actually have people really listening to them. Right, they are not exactly. just, you know, on autopilot. And that's one thing I know personally what I have done. And this is a whole nother conversation that I do plan on addressing on the podcast, but about like, I have called essentially like following influencers that just make me feel like crap. Because right. like the people yeah. that like, oh my gosh, I exercised for 90 minutes today and <laughs> now I'm ma like making my bed at this time of day and like and now I'm going to go to Target. No, it's not a real life because like they went on The Bachelor and then left, got That's back from famous. The Bachelor and were famous exactly. and right. like now can make all these money, all this money off of just paid partnerships. Like, and right. it just made me feel like I was constantly failing. Right, right. Quit. I quit. I don't follow. Like right. I don't follow people yeah. that I don't feel like are more like truly relatable. But right, I would agree. And that's one of those things where it just—it's like I said. I we are analyzing the consumer, but our behavior also shows us yeah. what they can like. What we are as consumers, and really, your audience like you're going to attract people like you anyways. So why yeah, not? You I know. Take inventory on like how you are as a consumer too. Right. One of the things I was going to ask you, which I know because it's crazy where social media wasn't a big part of your business to start with. And it still is just one, one pillar. But like you said, right. it was like you are pleasantly surprised and have this income stream from being able to give value to people outside of your physical footprint. Right. I know you are pregnant with your second child. Yes. Yes. You had to take some time off from yes. online, you know, being so active in your business because you were unwell, you were sick. Right. Yes. yes. Was that hard to take a step back and like not worry about what that was going to do to your business? Yes. And I will say this going all the way back to those one hit wonder videos that I gained all those followers from, I had to cultivate them. And about the time when I was really gaining a following is when I was in my first trimester and I had so many that I was not giving them good content because I could not physically get behind the camera and put on a smile. It just, it was not happening. The first 20 weeks of this was really rough and my engagement, 20 it weeks. Went down I mean, that's a long time. Yeah, it's a long time. And I hate to complain because it is a, it's a very blessed problem, but in the moment it is, it's a, whoo, it's a doozy. I think we're all allowed to have our own experiences on that. So I don't think you should ever apologize for acknowledging yes, that like yes. you felt unwell. No, it was not the worst thing that could happen in the world, but I mean, it also it like, <laughs> yeah. that's like not being able to work for 20 weeks. So I think anybody right. would be stressed about not being able to work for 20 weeks unpaid. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So for my engagement from about June to end of August, I bet I put out, I'm not joking, five videos total on my social media. And my engagement has gone down over 72% because of that. I mean, it's awful. Did you even look? I This summer, I just, I blocked that out because here's what I focused on. My, my local clients, because that's who I owed 
my best to right. who has already signed up for me, who I'm who I'm decorating for, who I'm helping plan for, who I'm organizing for. I put that there first. I content create for another company that pays me monthly. I'm under contract with them. I gave them my all my video presence that I could muster up. And then I said, you know what? My social media, that's not that's not my business. That's not my focus. Yeah, does it kind of suck that it, it's supplemental? Back, yeah. It it sucked that it went back that much, but you know what? It was one of those things you got to pick and choose. And then obviously family and my current toddler, I was like, I'm not giving them the leftovers. So that's what came first. And then it was like, what, what bits and pieces can I take from here? Because you can only do so much. And I've, Luckily, that's not a mindset Morgan would have had before, but in my maturity and life experiences, I've realized you can say no sometimes and it is okay. And I'm catching up. I'm in the content creating mode now and I'm working on doubling out this content to make up for lost time, but it, it is what it is. And you know what? I think it'll be okay. <laughs> it'll be fine. <laughs> don't want you to struggle, but it makes me feel <laughs> better because, okay, I guess like the last three months, like I went through the, I got back from a conference in March, I guess it was the end of March. So first it from April till about August, July, I mm-hmm. was just like trying to be always content creating like my goal was always like about a video every day. And I never hit that. Even I think I never did seven straight. It is a lot. And it was so people don't realize until you try to do it. It's a lot. It's a huge feat, especially if like, you're like us and like a perfectionist of like, I'm not throwing something up there that I'm not proud of. Like, I don't expect it to be perfect every time, but like, I'm not going to just mediocre content. Right. No, no. And so I was giving that like every extra percentage I had outside of my day job, you know, actually helping people get a home loan, getting them to the closing table. Every other minute of like my working hours was basically spent on video. And trying to make video, post right. video, learn how to edit. It was exhausting. And I'm and not giving up on it, but I realized that like if I was ever going to get to this passion project, and kind of like you said, Morgan, of I thought it's gonna be easier. I will stop take a step back, get out mm-hmm. of the like day-to-day action mode and actually take some time to evaluate some one-time tasks, like really get my systems in order, make better process flow that I can kind of be more on an autopilot without worrying, like, am I forgetting this or that? Because it's like, no, this is how I do this every single time. And I have it written out and I have it to remind me. And so I can do it, you know, efficient and accurate, but between systems work, and getting this podcast off the ground. And then like, kind of like you said, like family, I just accepted, like, I got to quit video for a little bit. Like I've got to, right. I cannot spin all three plates. And so, and this is so yeah. important to me. Like it clearly, like we laughed, it's not gone away. It's been on my heart for years and I did, I'm not a quitter and I'm not somebody who gives up. And so I was like, if I'm going to pay to make this happen, it needs to get every bit, I'm gonna, every bit of the rest right. of the energy I have, just like you said, because, you know, right. my first priority, first and foremost, is to my family. And then second to that, it, it is my clients who are trusting me to help them get money to buy a house or to refinance a loan. Like they right. get the best of me every day and whatever is left you know, social media, Rachel gets. And, but, but what's been cool is I've been really trying to stay active on my stories and I've still gotten leads and like in inquiries and brand recognition from people that I know the only reason like we have developed the relationship we have is through online just from like showing up that way. And so, but yeah, I just wondered if when I was typing this out, I was like, I wonder if that bothered you or if you were able to like, let it go because you put so many hours into it to like step away and know, like you said that those engagement numbers and like, it can all kind of go poof or in your mind, it feels like it's going to go poof like in two days. And it just is, can eat you alive if you let it. 
Yeah. And so, and it did for a minute, it did for a minute. And then I was like, you know what, it is what it is. My health and my family are more important. And then I want to take care of the people who have already paid me and that I'm owed something to. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Well, one of the things I wanted to talk about too, was you started this gig in efforts to not be so nine to five. Now I feel like from an outsider's view, looking in, You know, when you turn the side hustle into the full-time gig or into a a, a serious, you know, endeavor. Business, yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you struggle with now not working more hours than what you would have spent at school? Or are you good with that? Here's how I've, yes, to answer your question, yes. At first, it was very hard to turn off the business mindset. Like, I feel like I always needed to be doing more. I could have made one more video. I could have sent out one more newsletter to a client. I could have done a better follow-up job. You know, there was always just something. And then I realized, here's the deal. And I set myself an actual work schedule. I got with my daughter and I'm very blessed to say that I have a tremendous help when it comes to grandparents. So we, the grandmas, we sit down, we got a schedule. So it wasn't any more of, oh, I have a job. Someday she may go to grandma's. Someday she may go to school. Nope. So we have a Monday through Friday. I have work hours. And when those work hours are done, they're done. And I, it took me a long time to get to that. Now, sometimes if you know, toddler goes to bed a little early, I'll work on the computer late or something like that. But no, in terms of hours, I've got it to where I am. So what are your hours? I try to do a nine to two day. And I know some people are like, oh, wow, that's nothing. But I jam pack nine to two. You can get a lot done between nine and two. So nine to two, about four days a week. And then I have a whole full day with my baby. And then let me tell you, two to nap or bedtime, that's still a very long time with your toddler. I still get quite a bit of time. And then also I get seven o'clock to nine o'clock snuggles in the morning and that is my favorite part of the day we have a slow morning we have a morning routine it is not rushing out the door at school teachers get there at six to six thirty so that they can not stay until five o'clock and so I'm very happy with the schedule and a lot of times I'm home so I can fit in while I'm uploading a video a load of laundry and guess what I don't have to do that load of laundry when I pick up baby girl from school. And so I'm very blessed and very happy with what I've come to. Now, that is I'm about awesome. to have number two. So that's about to probably all going to fly out the window. I have no idea what it's going to look like with two kids. But the past, um, the past year, I've been very happy with my work and life balance for sure. Roughly nine to two, four days a week. And then how many years did it take for you to finally, like you said, you for 12 months, you've been really happy with your discipline with this. So how long did it take for you to figure this out? Well, when I first started, there was like an influx. When I first started my business, put it out there locally. I was so excited. I got four or five clients off the bat with organizing projects. I was busy that first summer that I quit. Um, and then there was about a six and this was 21 yes so i quit may of 2021 that 2021 summer was pretty busy up until i don't know about fall time and then from about january of 2022 to almost about june it was crickets and i think that was when our economy was really struggling i mean i would have bits and pieces here and there but it was i had a little bit of a freak out honestly but then is that when you really started pushing into social media because you had the time to yep because i had the time to and i realized wait a minute what can i do to further my services not to people just in our radius what can i do and i brainstormed and yes i was very grateful i got even more time with baby girl at home but at the same time that was when i really took like hey here's the deal This is not the time to say, oh, well, my business isn't going well. No, that was a time where I kicked it into gear and I spent hours and hours researching, podcasting. I took all these courses. I looked at business models and I amped it up. And then sure enough, this past spring, so almost a year later of amping up my business is when my social media just went like, whew. And I was able to really expand it that way. And that's when I gained this past summer, Sorry, no, the summer before that is when I gained a lot of my new house builds, which were my long-term clients, which was meaning from ground up, which was a 
which are awesome projects. Because if I help you pick out the tile all the way to hang in your picture frames, once that construction is finished, that that's a long-term commitment. And those are the projects that I'm looking for. And so, yeah, so roughly to answer that question in a long way, about a year, about a year of figuring out my business, where do I want to take it? But there was definitely about a four to six month period where I was like, was this a mistake? But instead, thankful for family and a very big support system. That's when I kicked in and was like, nope, I just got to reevaluate some things. And sure enough, I'm pretty happy with my status at the moment. You, it sounds like you really have got it figured out. I mean, and you were. I don't, I, let's not go. I'm not all completely figured out. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm it. saying right. you are doing what you set out to do. You're not, you yeah. didn't trade in school hours right. for 80 hour entrepreneur hours, you exactly. know, but you exactly. also like you've prioritized the time of like, why did you stop teaching? Because yep. you didn't want rushed mornings. You didn't right. want, right. you know, exactly. late nights. You didn't yep. want your time in the middle of the day totally occupied outside of the house to exactly. not be able to multitask. Exactly. But no, and I think that, you know, I've heard from other, I'm not a mom, but I've heard from other mom friends and like people I've listened to on podcasts that after you have a kid, like your efficiency level just has to go up. Oh, it, you have to survive. Yes. Like yes. I was listening to a writer. Yes. That she was like, after I got, had a kid, I had no time to have writer's block. Yep. So I think like when you know you only have nine to two, it really makes you absolutely use right. nine to two. Right. I know I have right. to be really disciplined. Like that's where they're with Chad, my husband, he travels a lot for work. I know you know this, but you know, for audience context for all your so fans some, yeah yes. <laughs> hi mom <laughs> she knows too um but i end up having so much time like i know nobody's waiting on me at home some nights like really or i know i can work from home that it right. makes it harder to be a discipline to be disciplined with my time yes, i would agree with that it's a i'll get to it later i'll get to it later or i'll do it yeah Yes. Or like, oh, I have nothing else yep. to do today yep. or whatever. So I think that's great. I love, I'm so happy to hear that this is what you found because I think, you know, you just like we talked about, you're a normal person, Morgan. If you've been able to do this, I, other people normal. can do yes. it too. They can figure it yes. out. Yes. I'm very normal. Okay. So some last fun, more not so serious questions to wrap us up. Okay. I am on an ever never ending right now pursuit of like figuring out how the heck can I wake up earlier and wake up easier. I'm doing all the okay. things like that's another whole episode. But what I decided I'm going to ask everybody <laughs> until I figure it out. Do you snooze? Like hit snooze? Yeah. Do you hit snooze? Okay. I didn't know if you like admit like do I snooze like fall asleep on the couch? I know. That's fun. right. You're right. <laughs> I know. Um, I I. I assumed you knew exactly what I meant if it didn't sound how I... I, yes and no. I sometimes do, but I've also, we, I also have eaten my words. When you become a mother, I've eaten everything I've ever said in my life. My kid's never going to sleep in bed with us. Huh, that's a joke. She's between us every single night. So if I do snooze, it will wake her up. So I have to hit that alarm off immediately or it's going to wake her up. So... I would love to snooze. I don't know if that's the answer you're looking for, but because of it's not but because of the little <laughs> 35 pound thing between us, I can't hit snooze. So, yeah. so the second your alarm goes off, you're up because mm -hmm. of um, other outside variables. Yes, yes. See, that is how I felt with my puppies yes. mm -hmm. because that was all, that's what I would tell people. I'm like, the, I don't want this to be the answer because I want to figure this out pre like right. now I want to, I right. wanted to have this figured out yesterday, but like when I had the puppies, I had, my dog had eight chocolate lab puppies in January. And when I had them and they were living inside, especially after we just had our two right. that we kept. Yes. I kept two puppies cause I'm insane. <laughs> after they were like live, like living as like full Denson household members, right. you know, like in their crates at night, the second they like, got like morning light was, they were crying and like ready to go out yep. and then i was up right. but then during that season of life 
I, all those extra minutes were like devoted to them. Right. Now, like fantasy Rachel wakes up at like 545, is like awake, awake by six and is exercising right. to be able to get ready and get out of the house at like also a reasonable time. Right. But that's not happening. I'm a chronic bad, bad snoozer. I saw this. You can try this on the Today Show. They have this whole segment on it. They said, put your phone where you have to physically get up to go get it. Tried that. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Out the window. <laughs> no, no, no. I need to probably try it again. I'm not saying, but I, but just for the record, I have tried that and it didn't work immediately. Like, or else right, I would have stuck right. with it. I like, I just am a different person. Rachel <laughs> at 6 a.m. is just, I, I don't just control a- her. And she just like, <laughs> is just grabbing and can snooze like her life depends on. And like, I don't even let it go off enough to where my brain right, can wake right. up. I, my friend Macy sent me a TikTok of this girl that was like saying about, you need to rewrite right. your brain. And like, instead of hitting snooze, like grab something to have a drink of water. That's a great idea. In theory, I cannot get Rachel in the morning to do, like, I don't know how to control yeah. that part of myself. But, but here, but Morgan, like working Morgan, pre-kid Morgan, back when I was teaching, I definitely snoozed. I would have to set my alarm almost 30 minutes earlier than I needed it to because it was so early. I got to school. I always like to get to school a little earlier than later. When I first started teaching, I was one of those, like I was there at 630 my last couple of years and eh, not so much. But anyway, I was definitely a snoozer pre-kid. So I, I do feel that. Okay. Well, that sounds good. Okay. Well, at least once again, you're I'm normal. normal. I'm very I'm normal. normal. This is a continuing very issue. Okay. So tell me, what are the three pillars that make your best kind of day? I think I can guess one already from what you said. That make, like, to start my day or just? No, just, like, three pillars of, like, what defines, like, the best kind of day for you. One would be if I feel like family quality time was good. Like if we went through the day, we're entering threes. Nobody warned you about toddlers at threes. They're, it's a whole beast. Let me tell you anyway, but if we go through a day without a meltdown and it's just sweet, we get to do fun activities and we snuggle in the morning. I love days like that. And we that have, that was going to be what yes. I thought in you family were dinner, say was your like, I love, snuggles. We, I, we, I grew up in a family dinner household. We had dinner at the table at least four nights a week. And I love that when we get to do that here. And again, this may all go out the window when I have number two. I don't know. But these days right now, quality time. Right now. Ending the night with family. Um, If I can get my to-do list, I make a to-do list every morning. And if I can get nine out of ten of those items done, like that satisfies me. That makes me happy. Mm -hmm. And then probably if I can squeeze in just a little bit of self-care time. And I know that may sound selfish, but as a mom, I found I need that time to be a better mom and a wife. I really do. And luckily I I have a very supportive husband and I'm a bath taker. I know people think that is disgusting, but if it's not wash your hair night, if it's not wash your hair night, he normally gives me 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes in the bathtub. And that is my time that I either scroll, post something, read a book. And that 30 minutes, man, some good time. (laughs) I love it. So this is what I feel like you're either just a bath person or you're not because when Chad and I I went to um, our, when the last trip we took, we try to take a trip to the Caribbean every year. That's like our, one of our financial, I know, right. But that's one of our (laughs) financial priorities. Hey, that's 28 and 34 and no children. Right. That's, that's where, that's what I tell people. I'm like, I mean, that's just where we're at. Anyways, so we, the last time we went, we got a soaking tub on the balcony and Chad was like, just mind blown about the joy it brought me. And he, I was in that thing every day and he was like, what are you doing? But I was like, isn't it, isn't it great that you have a wife that the bar is so low? For pure joy, like all I need is a bathtub that makes me this happy. Like, isn't that a positive? Mm. I love it. Okay, last one. So this came up yesterday and I just was like, I've got to ask Morgan this. So I saw somebody in the nail salon that we both know and she knew me in high school. She was a teacher. And I would say like, and I say this 
proudly, honestly, because of how much work I've done, like on myself, not just like, like physically, mentally, emotionally, like, and right. all the things right. that have accumulated, you know, into who I am today. I've done a lot of work since I was 18 on that, you know, the last 10 right. years have been very intentional. Like I've not been floating. Right. And so I get that. And like, I can see where I look at some pictures like of myself back in college. I'm like, yikes, I was puffy. I was so bloated, you know? <laughs> but anyway, so I got to start by saying that. But she said, you look so great. And part of me, I'm like, thank you. Did you expect me not to? <laughs> Like, and I guess it just seems like she was so shocked. And I don't know if it's because like we're 10 years out of high school and you know, some people look different than they look in high school. And you know, I, I'm going to leave it at that. And I don't feel like I do that much. And if anything, it is for the better and not for the worst. So I don't know if it's just like common you know, but I, I just couldn't help. I could not wait to tell you this. I'm like, I was so glad that happened yesterday. Well, I am on the point of I'm at child number two and I'm very puffy right now in all orifices of my body. <laughs> so that compliment is not coming to a town near me anytime soon. So, I mean, as I'm sitting here, I can feel the sweat just like dripping off of me in the sweater. So it's fine. It's fine. So no, I will not have that problem anytime soon. But you don't think I was overthinking that, though. That's like people to me right now will say things like, oh, looks like you're having a surprise coming soon. It's like, no, Becky, I have another four months of this pregnancy. Thank you very much. Like, I appreciate it. So people just, I don't know. I don't know why some people say the things that they say. I really don't. Do you ever catch yourself saying stuff like that to somebody else? I really try not to ever, comp like, okay, not just compliment. Just comment. I really just comment on stuff like, like, leave it at how are you? Like, don't, don't. Just, right. Just, just try to it. keep that out of I your mouth. I think it's because truthfully in my first pregnancy, I had so many people say things to me that truly like it hurt my feelings. And I don't know if it was hormonal, but I did. I got as, this girl was large and in charge and I get that. And I'm very blessed to have a body that was able to do that. But some things people say, it's just like, where does where makes you think that's okay to say to someone so I just ever since then really just don't ever like just don't don't let it happen so right yeah. I love that yeah I I am somebody that I'll overthink like Every, me tell yeah. yeah me saying like have you know you enjoy your meal too to like the waitress instead you know like I'll like feel bad about that so <laughs> or when you go to the when you go to the movies and they're like, enjoy the film and you're like, oh, you too. Yeah. And then you think about, they're not actually going to watch a film, Morgan. That's, they're giving you your ticket. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. I love it. Okay. So to wrap us up, Morgan, I just want to give you a minute to tell us if you can give us some tips or like tell again what the three sectors of your business are. So our listeners know how that you can help and how to get a hold of yeah, you. Um, and then we'll, we'll get out of here. All right. Sounds good. Well, first off, before I forget, thank you. This has been great. We probably could have talked for another hour, but I've enjoyed it. So yes, we will have to again. <laughs> yes. Please invite me back. Please invite me back. Okay. First, um, Orderly Endeavors is my business. It started out as organization. That's one service I can provide organizing anything from kitchen, kids rooms, whatever that may be, that then spun into decorating. Somebody would say, hey, while you're organizing that dresser, I actually don't like that dresser. Can you get me another one? And so then it turned into me buying a dresser. Then it turned into, hey, hang new pictures above the dresser. And then I just started decorating full time, not designer. I do not call myself an interior designer because that is a slap in the face to those who actually went to school for that. So I just call myself a decorator because I want to give that. I understand that I'm not a certified designer. Love that. So that is something I do. I help with uh, making decisions when it comes from anything from picking out paint colors, floor tile, all the way to what is actually going to go on your walls. I do that mainly those two services for my local clients. When I expanded my social media business, I took that to doing virtual design. So I there do my vision boards, which have been a tremendous success and a help from working from home where you send me pictures of your room. I link everything for you and design it to the T where all you got to do is open up a PDF and hit order on your items. So that's just kind of that's where it's at. Yep. And so that it's been great and it's a little bit of everything. And I'm very, very blessed to have 
taking that leap of faith and just do it because otherwise I think I would still be sitting in a classroom wondering what if, what if I would have done this? And I'm very glad to have just done it. And you are living the life that was in your mind that you were brave enough to make happen. I love it. Absolutely. Because I've always said when we travel and our family loves to travel, I'd go buy huge houses and I would always tell Wade or my mom, I'd be like, wouldn't it be so fun to just spend other people's money and decorate their house? I've always said that. And now I get to do that for people whose budgets is, let me tell you, way more than Morgan's Amazon and Walmart budget. But you know what? I love doing it. It's great. It's great. I love it. I love it. Well, and I've got to show you my office. I've got, I finally got it finished up this past weekend. So I need to send you some pictures. And I would like to say those pictures back there look awful level. Oh, I know, aren't they? That's what when... That was a chore. That was a chore. And it was one of those things of where if you would have told me when we worked together, because we worked together the first of this year, and I love, I yes. had Morgan come and help me with my office because I, in the past 12 months, have just accepted, like, I have to leverage my time. If I want to accomplish right. the stuff I want to in, like, growing my business, I can't... Like I got to let other people do what they're great at and just what I'm instead of doing something that I'm mediocre at by myself that will never get done because I had, right. Cause I had you come and you helped with a lot, but then I was like, okay, I need to quit for a minute. Like, you know, money spending or just also, yeah. And then guess what? Didn't get anything done. And the only reason it got done this past weekend is because I'm supposed to have an event here tomorrow. So, you know. So, you know, hey, it's fine. You know what? You finally got it done. So it's all good. I did. I did. Well, thank you so much for your time, Morgan. Yes, I'm excited. I'm so glad that you had me. Yes, me too. Bye.